0: News and the global news on the food and drink scene. Good after, good morning to you.
1: <laughs> morning, Sadiya. I'm still there? having
0: troubles, you know, <laughs> trying to get the morning and afternoon right.
1: Right, <laughs> we 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 all have a bit of trouble with that now and then. Yeah. So, yeah. how's um, it
0: looking then?
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. So today, uh, the focus of what I'm talking about is Asia, and two of the items I've got are about drinks, and I'll start off with one of those. Um, it's about it concerned Singapore, which uh, just last week has announced that consumers uh, will probably have to pay up to 20 Singaporean cents, which is just over one Hong Kong dollar, mm-hmm. deposit under a yeah under a proposed recycling scheme in Singapore. So it's for pre-packaged drinks, um, and and it will be yeah up to that amount for a deposit which is meant to encourage recycling oh, and reduce good. waste That's great. yeah I, I mean i grew up with this actually i don't know if you did Sardia, but um but you know basically when we got uh drinks not probably bottles, not glass
0: yes, bottles. glass bottles yes i remember that
1: yeah i mean it, it applied also to um to milk as standard in the uk mm-hmm. um where uh, in the days where it was delivered to your door in a glass uh, in a glass bottle you would get uh, you 'd get the money back but you could also take you'd sometimes have um you know people waiting at the supermarket counters with a bag of clinking bottles just to get their deposit back, mm. which was a great thing at the time, just mm. normality, wasn't it? Mm. Which seems to have got lost.
0: Yeah, I um, remember collecting them for my mum and thinking, OK, if I get this money, then I can go and buy some crisps or something. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. Snack, snack money, wasn't yeah, it? Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So the, the way it's going to work in Singapore, it's been officially announced, will be involving metal cans and plastic bottles with a flat deposit for each uh, container, regardless of the size or whether it is either metal or plastic. And um, so it will be, you know, this will be an added cost to the consumer and they'll have to get their heads around the way it's going to work, which is a few different ways that uh, in, in certain designated supermarkets, there will be areas up to, I mean, there are a few hundred different supermarkets which, after a public consultation, they were the the Singaporean public was asked which supermarkets out of uh out of uh up to nearly five hundred around the uh you know the fairly small um, uh, sort of city nation that um that they would be able to go and process their cans cans bottles and have them uh checked properly because. There will be um, there will be barcodes which are specific to Singapore. this has all been highly organized in mm. advanced or, mm. or, or or proposed. It has to be really because mm. it 's quite an operation when it 's from scratch and it, it mean it means that the the reason barcodes are checked carefully is for two reasons one is for tracking um, that um, you know that where where it 's come from and that uh, there haven 't been parallel imports, meaning that um, that any um, distributor of drinks has been you know deliberately trying to um, to bypass this um, uh, it, the tax that is due if you import drinks into Singapore, but also to make sure that they are being consistent with what is required or will be required when it launches. and uh, the other one is that people personally sometimes may order drinks in from overseas, especially as Singapore has, um, you know, land border with Malaysia. Mm-hmm. It needs to be really kind of checked carefully to make sure things are tracked. And uh, it, it's, it's it's not going to happen. After all, after all, um, this is way ahead that the launch was announced last week because it's uh, likely to be rolled out by the middle of 2024. Ooh. So it's sometime ahead. Wow. Uh, yeah, And between now and then, there'll be a grace period for... The reason they're doing it is for producers and uh, importers to make sure that their pre-packaged drinks comply with new yeah. regulations that are going to be...
0: Yeah, uh, the but, logistics, but it, yes. Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: But, mm. it, but, it, but it won't be applying to, um, to anything which is made on the spot, such as, let's say, an iced tea or coffee or a bubble tea or a juice that is um, squeezed on, okay. on the spots that's served in a plastic container. That won't be, that won't be happening. Okay. Um, so the, 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 the reason for it is, and some amazing stats have come out from Singapore, from, uh, from the government, which is um, that uh, packaging, packaging waste, including drinks, um, is uh, about one third of domestic waste in Singapore. Wow. Yeah, that's just from packaging. I mean, it's not it's not only cans and bottles that we're describing now, but it's other packaging too. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. I don't know
0: that, for Hong Kong that would be pretty high as well, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I was wondering that when I yeah, when I, uh, yeah, when yeah. I was um, uh, re- reading about this. No no time to research it for a comparison, I'm yeah, afraid, but yeah. uh, but I do wonder about that I'm too. Sure. And um, there are more than 1 billion prepackaged uh, drinks supplied domestic every uh, domestically every year. Um And in 2020, around 660 million cans and 390 million plastic bottles were used, uh, according to official figures. So, and only 4% of that was recycled. The rest went into landfill, which is is horrendous, isn't it? Mm. Um, So... It's, um, it's part of a big master plan, w- which is called the Zero Waste Master Plan. It's, it's being kind of gradually rolled out by the Singapore government. And they hope to be recycling all types of waste mm. up to 70% by 2030. So wow. that's, that's, quite, that's quite ambitious. It's yes. going to be done in phases. Yeah, They'll by probably do it as
0: well, actually. I think they'll do it.
1: Yeah, 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 I bet they will, I bet they will. I mean, it's being done in three phases, mm. 20% by 2026, between between now and then to be ready for 20% of everything to be recycled, and um, and 30% a few years later in 2030, and then this massive jump up to 70% by by 2000, uh, um, uh, yeah, just after 2030. Mm. Yeah. So, um that was um, that was some news happening in Singapore. Then it uh, um, it, it will be it will be it expected to be confusing. So for all of these different uh, um, sort of timeframes, there will be you know a bit of a, li- a bit of leeway. They say. So moving on to Hong Kong on a non-drinks related topic, mm-hmm. uh, there is a uh, it's another one of these stories. They're happening all the time, so we can't really avoid them. Um, but a tiny bakery very very small indeed mm-hmm. with a floor area of just 100 square feet in kowloon city
0: yeah.
1: um has announced it's going to be closing yes i saw this, that
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: this coming saturday mm-hmm. um which um has been in business for uh, approximately 50 years it's called the hoover cake shop which is an interesting name because it reminds me of the you know the vacuum yes. cleaner <laughs> brand and uh, and 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 people are always queuing up outside it for its uh, for its dan tarts, its egg tarts, which okay. are apparently very uh, much like. I
0: haven't been in- there. I feel like oh no, it's closing, and I've not gone there. You've got till
1: Saturday. <laughs> got till <laughs> Saturday. There's gonna be a massive
0: queue. I can just imagine the queue going around the corner now.
1: Well, I mean, since it was announced, which was yeah. uh, uh, which was which, which was Saturday, just gone, there have been even bigger queues. There was an article in the South China Morning Post on Sunday and uh, they interviewed some of the people standing in line. Mm. One regular, her name was uh, Lila Ding, said that she was shocked by the announcement. It's been here for decades, and uh, it was a a constant in the community, she said, part of uh, a legacy of Hong Kong's past heyday, and I'll miss its handwritten menus and its uh, aged decor the most (laughs) that are not seen elsewhere. It follows, of course, you know that we've probably most of us heard, if we haven't a passing interest in food or news in general, the uh, the closure of um, the bakery chain called Crostini, mm, mm, which uh, yeah mm. closed across Hong Kong uh, a number of stores, and uh, Happy Cake Shop in Wan Chai. These are particularly you know we're talking about bakeries here, but of course,
0: is there any uh, reason for that? What do you think, Andrew? I mean, like, what was mm, the reason for say Hoover? Do you have any uh, idea? Well, yeah, actually,
1: for the, the one in Kowloon uh, City, one person, although the, the restaurant and its staff are keeping tight lips on mm-hmm. the reason why they won't give any, any comment, but, mm-hmm. um, but there was one theory um, that the landlord was going to up the rent. Okay. Um, okay. But, it's, but, but it's interesting, though, because Kowloon City is an area that's been regenerated a lot. A lot of the old city... I used to work in um, a newspaper office that was uh, just around the, the, the corner from there. It was the Tsingtao Tao uh, building, which housed the uh, the Hong Kong Standard, which was uh, which used to be a broadsheet newspaper. That means a big newspaper, like the mm-hmm. South China Morning mm-hmm. Post, uh, in, the, in its format, and. Uh, um, we used to go to. Um, it was a very short distance to Kowloon City. We used to go a lot to the Thai restaurants that are around there. Um, uh, it, it, it has quite a Thai community. Yes, I
0: remember uh, yeah. I was walking there. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah. yeah it's, it's got one of the best clusters for uh, for Thai restaurants in Hong Kong, which still exists. However, mm. it does. It has been regenerated. There are new malls, and some of the old streets have been knocked down. And some of the owners of those buildings have been um, have been. Given you know when they when when a development happens and the developer gets permission from the government to to go ahead with uh, with a new uh, plan for multi-use whatever kind of property it's going to be, often owners of buildings will be given some compensation or a um, an, an agreement to have a lease at, 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 at not as high a rate as the brand new tenants in in a building. But um, but I, I guess it remains to see whether there's been no mention of Hoover popping up in regeneration yeah. in the future. Sure. Um, because because there is, for, uh, Karen City is slated to have a new um, regeneration mm-hmm. w- once again, mm-hmm. um, there, at, which will include um, on its lower levels shopping and restaurant areas and an upper levels um, residences of mm-hmm. uh, nearly 4,500 flats yeah. uh, over the next the changes quiet. the whole
0: look, really, doesn't it? I suppose some of these old, um, you know, bakeries or any other shops that have been running oh. for years, there's something quite classic about them, isn't there? It's a, there is, it's a shame yeah. to see them go, but, um, but you know, what can yeah. I do? It's yeah. all about sort of...
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, um, I think the one, um, and I've certainly spoken about it with Noreen before, I'm not sure if with you, but I think mm-hmm. the most surprising for me was that Lynn Hearn disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it had two restaurants, one in Chun Wan mm-hmm. and the other one in Central, but the one in Central I knew and was somewhere which was one of the few places where it was the no-nonsense um, dim sum, where you where, where you share a table with strangers. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's smaller. It's smaller tables were only four people. Yeah. There was there was once someone that I was uh, meeting who was uh, who worked at the Shangri-La Hotel in uh, in Singapore, who I'd met when I'd been up there for a visit, and um, and and she was just in town in Hong Kong and wanted to meet for a lunch, and I suggested. Lynn Herm mm-hmm. and um, and her face was slightly shocked when <laughs> when, were, when 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 certain things were were a bit gruffly put down on the table. So it wasn't <laughs> quite the uh, the Shangri La, but
0: Singapore. that's the Hong Kong but, way, isn't it? And a lot yeah, of these yeah, little yeah, yeah, restaurants, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, known but, for but, it.
1: Yeah, but, it is, but, it, but it'd be a shame if everything becomes yeah. somehow homogenous, like and, a
0: mall uh, type thing, yeah, you know, or a food yeah. court. That's right.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, so the um, yeah, I mean that's that's about all there is to say about Hoover. You've got your chance listen, to to, uh, to get there out. and try it out. Yes. Yeah. Um, by uh, well, by Saturday it's, it's closing on the first of October. So oh, actually, gosh. probably Friday is the last mm, day that you can be mm. going along to try it. Um, and finally, from me, um, it's a story of Soju, which is one of Korea's. Most famous alcoholic drinks, yes. which is uh, which is usually made from a grain, either rice or other starchy um, uh, grains, or sometimes actually it's made from uh, tapioca as well, and occasionally okay. from uh, sweet potato. Uh-huh. But it's um, but it's it's being uh, successfully taken up by Europe, particularly the okay. UK. And that's really surprising because it's, I guess it's, well, maybe not. I mean, all kinds of new.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wonder because you know, um, as soon as you said soju, because I mm. watch Korean dramas and oh. I see them drinking it all the time, yeah. and yeah. I I do think that there is a certain influence that comes because people hear of it. It's just like certain <laughs> Korean dishes you hear about it, mm. and I'm making them now because I've got them from the dramas. So I wonder whether the popularity uh. of the dramas is also bringing that sort of popularity of trying some well, of these things out. That's just my well, that's just my take have- on it.
1: You've hit on the same theory as the uh, UK-based publication called Drinks International. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that they're saying. Um, it's, it's historically been very much kept in its own country, unlike sake mm-hmm. in Japan, which is also you its, know, the, its famous national drink, rice wine,
0: yeah.
1: um, that, that has been known about for ages. The first time, the first time I went to a Chinese restaurant in, uh, in North London in a suburb with my, with my parents, our local Chinese restaurant, um, they um the, my my parents would enjoy some warm sake, mm-hmm. which was um of course Japanese but was served to the British as being part of a Chinese meal. But it's uh which was always a bit a bit strange. <laughs> but um but we, but then when when Japanese um restaurants started appearing later we kind of learned what sake really was. But it's um but yeah Soju so that's interesting. It is um so it is a clear Distilled liquid, if, if for those not familiar with it, it's um, you know basically it would look like sake or vodka or gin and mm. it's colorless. Mm. Yes, uh, it, and it's normally drunk in, um, in Korea, neat, but people, uh, the younger generations there and elsewhere in the export markets are using mixers. I and see. some of the. Quite strong,
0: uh, yeah, supposedly.
1: Yeah, well actually it can go uh, like like whiskey or um or vodka or other spirits it can go up to 50 or so wow. percent in alcohol. Wow. But um but the ty- the types that are most popular that are drunk neat are not much stronger than wine, or actually on a par with wine, coming in at twelve to thirteen okay. uh, percent, which is very similar to wine content. Mm. Uh, and people will normally drink it in a smaller glass than wine as well. And so, I've heard it so gives you a
0: headache. It, it's, I mean, in the dramas they always show people oh. they come in and they have some sort of because they've had a long hangover. drinking. Yeah, they have to have hangover soup afterwards. But supposedly, <laughs> I was actually speaking right. to a Korean person recently, and they said, "Oh yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so you you do, you do get a headache." quite quickly with it. So I don't know yeah. what it is that does it, but Vod- um, that's what I heard. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. Okay, because vodka is meant to be one of the most um, hangover-free um, oh, uh, al- alcohols, so people say. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but there's the, one of the biggest um, uh, producers is called Hite Ginro, H- and, um, and it has recently really got massive exposure this summer in the UK at something called All Points East. Festival, which is uh, uh, an annual music festival like many that happen in the the UK and other places, um, which has been uh, uh, sponsored by them. And they had a special bar serving up cocktails that that diluted the drink even further, you know, with fruit juice or Mm. there are pre-packed ones with different fruity flavors. That's a trend. But they also set up Korean games. I mean, board games, not all video stuff Mm -hmm. to bring a bit of culture to it as well. Mm. And yes. The brand that did that did say that they attribute a lot of the success to the yeah. take up of Korean dramas Absolutely. in the UK. Sadia. Yes, I am yeah. a great
0: fan, and um, <laughs> I almost believe I'm Korean at some point, you know, when I'm watching these things. <laughs> so I just, you get
1: into it. You, I do are indeed. You, are you heck, heckling the screen in
0: Korean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you, Andrew. That's brilliant. Okay. Very and good uh, to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Lovely to talk to you. And Nori will be back next week anyway. So thank you ever so much for that. That's brilliant. Good. Uh, the nice time